0: This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. The The Blitz is broadcasting in HD on your FM dial. Turn your HD-equipped radio to 106.9 k hd 2 all right welcome back in it's uh two o'clock here on the blitz 1170 ah yes matt the kelsey brothers you know what i heard yeah cooper kelsey was actually the best player of all the kelsey brothers at least that's that's the rumor on the streets and then a tragic injury caused him to have to give up the sport indeed and His son is now one of the highly-rated quarterbacks in the entire country. All right, enough nonsense. Let's welcome in uh, Jeff Haxton, a man to get us out of this nonsense. Joining us now here on the Blitz 1170, play-by-play voice of Texas Tech basketball. What's up, Hax? How are you, buddy?
1: Hey, Pop. What's happening, man? You doing all right? Oh, 23 has been a nightmare. (laughs) Man.
0: Uh, you're not the only one that I've heard that from uh, so oh my far. Gosh. So yeah, it, it, it's been it's been a ringer. <laughs> been,
1: I'm telling you, dude, unrelenting. I'm like, you know, we're at this hotel here in Stillwater, and it's a late tip, and we got here in a flash, and so we've been here for a while. I mean, they got sledgehammers and uh, whatever. I don't know. It's just the whole place is shaking. I'm like, man, this is 23, dude. Yeah, they're out to get me.
0: Yeah, kind they of are
1: out to get me.
0: feels a little bit right about uh, I I don't know how you would surmise like the the Red Raiders season so far. But I there's been a few moments of some hammers going off and some loud noises, I'm sure, uh, in your opinion on that. But uh, kind of walk me through uh, how they got to this point right now uh, so far in the basketball season.
1: Well, you know, it's kind of a rickety non-conference that didn't have didn't feature a whole lot of opponents. Really, the only opponents that we played were out in Hawaii, where uh, the Red Raiders went one and two. At, but one of those was Louisville, who's a you know quadruple the dumpster fire that Texas Tech is. Even with Texas Tech at one and nine in the conference, um, there there's just there there was a lot of investment in freshmen to try and build a base. Um, which was kind of like just taking the car and whipping a u turn on uh on i forty four as far as the direction that you were going, yeah um because they 'd made such a good living off of one and done transfers out of the portal that were mostly all hits, and then they go. Nine, five freshmen, which nobody is doing these days. Okay. So and then you still had room to bring in a couple of one and done transfer types. And those guys, for the most part, haven't panned out. Um, so you have a bunch that well, I mean, one of those one of those guys that a huge amount of investment was put into was Fardas, uh, Fardas Amac from uh Utah Valley. Mm-hmm. And you know, last year he's averaging 19 and 13. He leads the country in double-doubles, and he's played in three games because of a, a foot. And he uh, didn't play <clears throat> until Big 12 play and then got out of the boot, played 23 minutes at Texas, and then just had, you know kind of back hurt again. So, um, you know, he's played just a handful of minutes all year, a guy that you were really relying on. Uh, Another guy named is uh, Daniel Bacho, who over the summer looked like a uh, like a second team All Big Twelve type big. Uh, He gets ill down in Fort Worth and hasn't been the same since. Lost about 25 pounds, can't put it back on. Uh, Pop Isaacs, who was going to be one on on the All Freshman team in the Big Twelve, hit 47 threes. Comes down on a foot, hasn't played the last four games. So. But those are all just the excuses because I think even with this team at at, at its best health-wise would still be outgunned by most of this brutal league that we're playing in, in all honesty. You're just outgunned.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the league itself, I mean, you could go on and on about the just depth uh, of the type of players that exist in the league in general, and we've done a lot of that so far this season. So how... With Mark Adams and this being his second year there at Tech in trying to manage this situation, I mean, I, I assume it's incredibly disappointing from that considering the run that they, that you guys have been on over the last couple of years. How has he handled it, and what, what's been his overall message right now? Is it just trying to practice a little bit of patience with what, what potentially could happen with the future with such a young roster at this point?
1: There's, you know, but here's the deal. You and I know there's no more letting any cake bakes. There's no <laughs> oh, cake bakes.
0: That's true. That's true.
1: Right? It's it, it, And you used to see this in a, in in our state, which I'm, I'm an Oklahoman, 38 years. You'd see it with Eddie Sutton's teams. Okay, build, build, get to the NCA tournament. Build, get to a Sweet 16, and on one of the special occasions that he went twice. You build all the way to a Final Four, 1995, 2003, or four, whichever year that was, and then after that, oof, you don't you don't even make it to the NIT, right? It falls off, yeah, because Joey Graham and John Lucas and Tony Allen and Daniel Bobek and Bryant Big Country Reeves and Randy Rutherford and 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 are all gone. Okay, so now you start to build again. Well, there's no more of that because everyone can move in the in an instant. With one connection, with one check, look at you know how Miami's doing and, and the checkbook that they opened. And everybody's got their checkbooks open, so it just takes any kind of safety net that you have as a coach and tosses it away because you're supposed to win today. And at 1-9, and nine, after going to the Sweet 16, winning every home game, getting to the finals of the Big 12 tournament like you did last year, people are kind of looking around like, Well, where's that at? Yeah. Because it sure ain't here today.
0: Well, um, by the way, it's funny you mentioned Miami because – Beheim of all people going off on opening checkbooks i'm like do we really need to go back through your history buddy of the 70 plus years just walked
1: over there for free yeah
0: (laughs) right yeah because syracuse is such a vacation destination that you would want to go to right jeff if you're if you're a southern california i know that
1: really all those kids are just big fans of the matchup zone that's just all there is to it they love
0: yeah, they just right. love
1: playing in the matchup zone and they're just going to, that's really going to be the draw to get uh, Carmelo and company right. to come play. And, and I, for
0: I'm i sure Wake is like, wait a minute. Of all the teams for you to pick on, you're just going to haul off and choose us? Like, oh, okay, Mayheim, Okay, sure, sure thing, buddy. Uh, so with that said then, Jeff, does this, I, I mean, how much attention is turned towards next year already with knowing how I don't want to call it dire, yeah. but how important it is, right, with what you have to do to turn the thing
1: around. I think it's all focused on next year already. I mean, um, the biggest crowd that we played in front of was against Northwestern State on our uh, season opener. Um, oh, man. So let me give you just, you know, some examples. That was a sellout, 15098 uh, Kansas dropped down to 14 grand. Oklahoma was 14 grand. Now um, West Virginia was 11 grand at home. Iowa State was 10 grand. I mean, you can see it on your attendance. Now Kansas State's supposed to be sold out, but I, that was after you had a miraculous rally against Iowa State. So I don't know. I, I, it, it is a weird place where everything that used to be. done, in the shadows is now in the light you know it's straight out of the bible and and johnny cash songs yeah. you know um now you know the the business that used to be shady and and well we, we'll just funnel it through shoe companies you know it's all out in the light now and it's completely changed everything and mark adams is in his 60s and uh you know you got donor donor donor, donor and and it's just a you thought it was a puzzle before. I mean, it's unbelievable now. So I think there's already a feeling of, well, you're one and nine. Uh Fardos and Pop Isaacs are not going to play tonight. Daniel is half of himself. You know, even even with that you can go out and, and shock somebody, but I just think um I think Oklahoma State's a terrible matchup for the Red Raiders personally with their length and athleticism.
0: And there's probably a growing sense as well, uh, kind of with what you were kind of hinting at earlier, that you can't allow this to continue for any significant period of time because we've seen programs that have had really good stretches, right, Jeff, and that have had a step back and then have had a incredibly difficult time of getting it back. So the faster – and it puts more emphasis on getting it corrected faster because of the recent success, at least.
1: Well, I just – I have a habit of telling Red Raider people, which they know to some extent, unless you're a brand-new fan, hey, enjoy every minute of what we have because it's fleeting. It can go away. You're not a blue blood. For a while there, you were really special. But all I had to do is look at Oklahoma State because when I was in school there, it was the hottest ticket in town. You had to wait two hours at least to get a student ticket. Every time you opened the doors, there were 13, and then it turned into, a hey, we'll give you pizza and beer. If you, I don't know about the beer, but we'll, we'll give you pizza and uh, a couple of uh, vouchers to the the movie theater if you'll come watch us play. And that's a no fun place to be. And I know they're getting better with their crowds here, and Mike Boynton has done a, a good job of that. The, the best example of it is Jerome Tang, who's, turned into Elvis in in uh, Manhattan and gets up and dances with the students and the crowd when they win and stuff and um, interesting time pop interesting yeah. time man
0: no no doubt uh, you have seen some of the best teams in the country who in your opinion jeff is the best team that you've seen in this conference so far Baylor Baylor
1: Yeah and the reason i say that is we got to see the re introduction of Jonathan Chamoa Chachua. Bears. Right. I mean, we're, you know, we're game planning away for already a strong team. And then, you know, you can imagine the roar down there at the Ferrell center when you step back on the floor, um, after not playing for a year and is already one of the most beloved players in school in the school. So, uh, and then he hits career three pointers, eight and nine against this, um, But that trio of guards, Flagler, Cryer, and George, uh, with a screener, just kind of do the ugly work, Flo Thamba and Jonathan Chachua, I think that now has become the best team in this league.
0: And I still remember from a few weeks ago when they were just pounding Kansas, and you could read Bill's lips I'm sure you saw that little clip There's where you so just said, they're so enough. much better than us, and that still just rings out every time that I see them, and now you add this piece to the puzzle, and yeah, I mean, it it, it makes a whole hell of a lot of sense for that. And that's not to take anything away from the other teams that are really no, no, good no. in this league, but that is, that's also Bill Self yep. saying that, and you don't see that acknowledgement very often.
1: No, you don't. Know. I mean, it was just a, a moment of pure honesty caught on camera And Allen Fieldhouse is such a massive advantage. Like you, you feel Allen Fieldhouse when you get on the plane in your hometown, like it has that kind of um, mystifying, uh, incredible like effect on you. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, you have to be 15 points better than Kansas on that night to win there. You just have to. Yeah. And that's why, Kansas can can still run it up there and win these conference championships maybe when they're not the best team. Now, last year, they clearly were the best team because they won the whole thing. Um, and this year, they're they're really good. But I just think Baylor is a little better. I think Texas is a little better. than Kansas, then Iowa State, then K-State. That's kind of my feeling right now.
0: Last one before I let you go with the Avery Anderson injury now for Oklahoma State. Um, we've talked about the the handling responsibilities that now will probably they'll divvy up between three individuals so not all the pressures on one I think the scoring takes care of itself but when you're fundamentally based like Boyton is around this is a defensive mentality team uh, he is without a doubt one of the best guys on that entire team as far as what he brings on the defensive end how do you think Oklahoma State makes this transition uh, now without Avery Anderson which is a big blow for them coming down the home stretch here
1: yeah number one in free throws assists steals um second in points uh, but the the thing that that occurs to me is he is 11 of 61 from three point range so they if they find somebody to handle they could uh, feasibly go up a notch with Newton Asbury and John Michael Wright as far as their their points production mm-hmm. but on the other end he's kind of the head of the snake as far as that's the first person you see is Avery Anderson. Now they have just, they they have such a luxury of guys that protect the basket and um, that will continue to help them. Their length will continue to be helped, but they will, they'll drop some, I think, because he is, uh, he's that important, I think, to them as far as their um, defensive alignment and, and leadership. He's, I mean, like, like uh, Mike Boynton said, you know, we, we don't have anybody like Avery. So that will uh, show up at some point. I don't know if it'll show up tonight, but uh, on our end, we certainly hope so.
0: Jeff, good to hear from you, man. I know it's been, uh, it's been a difficult road here in 2023 so far, um, but brighter days are ahead. You know that as well as I do. And uh, we'll be looking forward to uh, watching uh, you guys tonight there in Stillwater, man. It's good to have you back in the uh, state of Oklahoma, even if it is for a very short respite.
1: Well, we appreciate it, Pop. Thanks, man. It's always great to be back.
0: Thanks, buddy. That is uh, Jeff Haxton jo- joining us here on the Blitz 1170. i from the team hotel there in Stillwater. <sighs> Remember all the energy and excitement around Texas Tech just a few years ago? Yeah. I mean, one shot away from the national championship, going to a Sweet 16, and then it can go away. It can all go away. Casual reminder right there. Now, long way to go. They can... You have the ability now to change directions in a hurry because of the portal. And we'll see what the, they do with Mark Adams heading into year three. All right, it's 218. Stephen McGee, he's going to join us next. Yes. He was in crypto last night watching the all time great scorer, LeBron James, pass Kareem. We'll get his thoughts on just the scene that was next here on the Blitz 1170. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz 1170 podcast from Bravado Wireless.